no longer in apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to the podcast. I know this is a very sudden drop, but I have some big news in regards to myself, and I also just drafted my fantasy football teams this year. I've done two out of three leagues, but uh, I want to recap my teams and let you guys know how I am feeling about them. It was very fun. I've been doing mocks for weeks. I did not do a love hate list mainly because uh, I was, you know, back in Chapel Hill for a bit, uh, just hanging out and uh, wanted to keep some of the info to myself this time around. Uh, and I'll explain, I guess, part of that. But before I continue, uh, this is going to be the last episode of 2023. Uh, I'll keep this very short, keep this very brief. I am studying abroad. I'm actually leaving for Barcelona tomorrow morning. And yeah, I will not be doing the podcast while I am in Spain. So, but I do want to say I will continue the podcast when I come back. I really want to hit it hard second semester and, but this will be the last episode, um, for this semester, I guess. Uh, I've, I definitely, again, want to want to continue it. This is not stopping. I just think it's good for me to live in the moment over there and I won't be really following American sports much, but that's the situation. This is the last you will hear from me. I will preface that, I guess, on my on my socials and stuff. But without further ado, let's just get right into it. I'm very excited to break down my team. So, first, both of these are 10-team leagues. Uh, the first one I drafted in the 10-hole. Now, before I get into my draft strategy, I'll say this. I have severely, severely hated on picking last. Picking on the turn. You have to reach for guys. You don't get one of the top players. And I, and I felt very strongly last year about that. This year, I got the 10 hole, and then I, I'm picking eighth in my, and I picked eighth in my other league. I actually didn't mind it this year. I did some mocks, and I found that you could get two very, very good players at 10 and 11. Uh, I went with running back and wide receiver. You can go two wideouts. I ended up going with Stefan Diggs and Tony Pollard. If I'm picking a Cowboy as a Giants fan, that's when... It's when you know I got a good feeling about him. I think Tony Pollard has huge, huge RB1 upside. I think he could finish as a top three running back. He's now got full control of that backfield with Ezekiel Elliott gone. And then Stefan Diggs. I mean, this guy's done it for years. He hasn't finished lower than wide receiver seven since arriving in Buffalo. So that was a huge get uh, up to that up to the first nine picks. Uh, it went chalk pretty much. So no Bijan on the board, no Saquon on the board. And then probably the best part of the draft at the third and fourth round turn, not only was there a quarterback on the board in Jalen Hurts, who I took at 30, I was already planning on taking Lamar Jackson, but I got Jalen Hurts. And then my ride or die, one of two ride or dies this year in fantasy football, I took Jameer Gibbs at 31 overall, which I think is a huge get. I was very much expecting him to go in the third round. I know he's got David Montgomery with him, but rookie running backs, and we're going to talk about this when I get to my other team, teams don't draft rookie running backs in the first round to not give them the ball. And when you saw how excited Dan Campbell in Detroit was when they drafted him at 12 when everyone thought it was a reach, it might not have been a great pick value-wise because he is a running back, but in terms of fantasy football, man, it is that is exactly what you want to see. They are going to give this guy the ball so many times. I think he's going to be a great pass catcher out of the backfield. Jared Goff loves dumping off to his running backs as well. He might not get many touchdowns or goal line work with David Montgomery there, but we also know David Montgomery is very injury prone, unlike Jamal Williams, who is durable. So I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be a breakout fantasy player 
this year. And I'll say this now, I got him in both of my leagues. Without a doubt, I wanted Jameer Gibbs badly. At the 5-6 turn, got very lucky here. Uh, I got Darren Waller at the end of round 5. He's my other ride or die. I've seen him in training camp and following the Giants a lot. Darren Waller is going to be a mismatch nightmare. He's got extra motivation. He grew up a Giants fan. I think his dad did as well. And Darren Waller, I mean, when healthy, he's a top three tight end. He's a freak of nature. Daniel Jones loves throwing to him. They actually had to take Waller out of practice because Daniel Jones needed to throw to someone else. I think he's going to be an absolute monster if he stays healthy. Health is the only thing holding him back. He's the clear number one target in New York. I mean, we we already know the Giants receiving core is pretty lackluster. Got better, but Darren Waller is by far their number one target. So that was a huge get. And then sitting in round six was Keenan Allen. So I went with Keenan Allen as my wide receiver too. So that was my strategy this year. I wanted to go running back wide receiver, get Jameer Gibbs in the third, or in this case, I got him end of, or start of round four. So the back-to-back, I wanted to go quarterback early. Actually, I actually really support it this year. I think outside of the top seven or eight, Trevor Lawrence kind of being the cap, I think it really falls off. I don't believe in Deshaun Watson this year. Tua's health concerns are definitely something to note. So the top six players, we got Jalen Hurts, Tony Pollard, Jameer Gibbs, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Darren Waller. That is an incredible top six, I think. I don't think I could have done any better. Got really lucky with Keenan Allen falling. I don't know why that happened. At the next turn, I ended up getting Cam Akers, who I am really excited for because as a running back three, no competition in that backfield. He ended so strong last year. I think that's a great third running back. And then maybe a blunder, maybe not. We'll see. I took Mike Williams. I forgot to add Keenan Allen, to be quite honest. Yeah, I have two Chargers receivers. Now, here, are the, here is the bad thing. Mike Williams is the biggest boomer bust player. I always avoid him. He's either putting up 20 or two. And he struggles to stay healthy. The other decision was Tyler Lockett. And the reason I went Mike Williams was because he's he is, they're both the second guys on their team, but, and this is before I remembered Keenan Allen was on my team, the Chargers changed offensive coordinators to Kellen Moore. They're going to be going for a more vertical offense play style. I think the... Eckler's still going to feast, but I think all these little dump-offs and short passes, I think Kellen Moore is going to want to use Herbert's arm and really send these guys deep. So I think that's why I took Mike Williams, because he has that upside of being a good vertical threat. The other thing I'd even think about, but this is definitely valid, Keenan Allen got hurt last year. Mike Williams stepped in, did a very good job. At the worst, one of these guys is going to be a stud, or they're both going to be both can be very good and playable as wide receiver twos or threes. But Mike Williams is insurance if Keenan Allen gets hurt. And vice versa, if Mike Williams gets hurt, then Keenan Allen's going to do better. So I felt like that was the right pick at the time. Would I have probably switched to Lockett? I think I would have. Lockett's the safer pick. Uh, I mean, every year Lockett seems to always seems to, to sustain production, but he is 30 years old. Jackson Smith and Jigba is on the roster. I think Smith and Jigba could really take some targets away. I don't think Quentin Johnson's going to do that to the same degree. So, But Mike Williams, good upside play. Uh, we'll see how he does. Speaking of upside play, the next two picks, I had Michael Thomas, uh, who I have never really considered picking until five minutes before I got him, and then Sky Moore. 
Sky Moore going to be the wide receiver one. Obviously, it's Travis Kelsey. We all know Kelsey is wide receiver one. But in terms of actual wide receiver, Sky Moore should be top of the depth chart. I think it's a good uh, kind of ceiling play, potentially. A uh, good upside play. Sky Moore could be pretty good, could develop in year two. Michael Thomas, I mean, if he just goes back to the Michael Thomas of old or even half of that, I think that's great value for my fourth wide receiver that I picked. Now, if he gets hurt, it's a wash. But... I mean, he was there at, where did I pick him? I think I picked him in like, picked him 90th overall. I think it's a bit of, it's a bit of a reach, but that's pretty good value for a guy who has been an all pro, been a pro bowler, broke records, and he's still wide receiver two. Even if Olave takes wide receiver one, Michael Thomas is still uh, a guy to be reckoned with in that offense. So I think I got him at a good spot. And then to wrap it up, I got McKinnon. Uh, from the Chiefs, Elijah Mitchell for the McCaffrey handcuff in case he gets injured. Nico Collins is the number one receiver in Houston. I uh, got Zach Ertz to round out the bench and then defense, Cowboys defense. And I got uh, Myers from Jason Myers. Yeah, from the Seahawks. So I think grading this team, I think this is a nine out of 10. I think I did a really good job here. Uh, the Mike Williams pick is definitely dodgy. I think that's what's holding me back. But I got the two guys I targeted in the first round. I got even better in the second round, in the um, in the third and fourth round. Getting Hurts did not expect that, um, but I think between Hurts and Lamar, it's that's still a win. But then getting Waller and Keenan Allen, like this, the starting lineup I think is very good. The bench is a little dodgy. I think uh, Michael Thomas is a risk. Uh, Sky Moore is a risk, but I think Cam Akers and, and Mike Williams should be good enough to hold down the flex position. This is a league where I don't really see my bench contributing that much with my, with the lineup I have. I mean, I've got two running backs and receivers who are ready to play immediately. Obviously I don't need a backup quarterback Waller. If he stays healthy, he's going to be in there. So I just have to figure out my flex throughout the season, which is obviously important, but I have some good options for that. So very happy with that, with that team. And then probably the most fun team I have drafted in probably ever. I really went out on a limb with this team. I took a lot of potential players, like high upside players. I'm talking this team is as boom or bust as it gets, but man, I had a hell of a time making it. My gosh, drafting this team was really fun. Let's start at pick eight. I got very lucky that uh, I thought Cooper Cup was going to fall to me. I had a weird feeling. I am not a Cooper Cup fan this year. It has nothing to do with Cooper Cup. It's the fact that he's on a bad team. And he's been injury prone. He's gotten hurt for the last five seasons. And this Rams team could hit a point where they're so bad. They bench Stafford. Cup could be hurt. And they just take him out the whole year. Cooper Cup is going to be great when he plays. There's no doubt about it. But he's not a league winner. And you draft your team to win in the playoffs. And that's what this team is. This team is built to win in December. Problem is, I just have to get there first. Which I don't know is going to happen. Um... So I had the eighth pick. I went with Bijan Robinson. I went chalk again. Really wanted Tyreek Hill to fall, maybe, but getting Bijan, I'm so stoked about it. I did pass over Saquon Barkley, which, yeah, that pains me. And I actually did it twice because after I took Bijan, who I think I think is gonna be a stud. You don't draft a rookie running back eighth overall. Did not give him the ball. Uh, he's only gonna get better as the weeks come. Uh, at 13, I took my receiver. I went with Garrett Wilson. Which was weird to pick because normally I really want to take your your proven veteran like 
a Stefan Diggs who wasn't available. He went the pick before me. Diggs would have been an insta pick. Uh, I got him in my other league though. I really wanted Diggs this year, so I got him in one league. But I went with Wilson because, again, high upside player. I think you know, Aaron Rodgers loves to favor his his best target. I think he's really going to force feed him the ball. I think he's going to take a huge leap. And looking at the other options on the board, I thought about AJ Brown for the hurt stack potentially. Uh, I thought about Amon Ross St. Brown. But my next pick is going to the Jameer, knowing I was going to get Jameer Gibbs, really, I didn't really know if I wanted to roll with two Lions players. I think that's, I think it's risky to do that for a team that has definitely improved, but uh, I unfortunately had a pass on St. Brown this year just because I love Jameer Gibbs more. St. Brown would have been my pick if, if Gibbs wasn't on my radar this year. Uh, and then C.D. Lamb, I, I, I simply did not take him because he is a cowboy. And that's a pretty big theme with this team is not the cowboy thing, but I just took the player I liked more. I took the player that I wanted to just have on my team and believe in more. I really like from one of my first people on my love hate list was Garrett Wilson this year just because of how good he was last year with terrible quarterback play. Now he's got Aaron Rodgers. We saw how good Devontae Adams was with him. I mean, behind him is Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, who are reliable for Rodgers because he's played with them before. But there's not a legit wide receiver, too. In Dallas, you have Brandon Cooks. Philly, you obviously have um, Devontae Smith. So it's an upside pick. It's a bit of a reach. It's a risky pick. But I wanted Garrett Wilson on one of these leagues because, man, if he's good, oh, he's he's going to be really, really good. And this kind of goes along with this boomer bust team that I've built. And again, I wanted Garrett Wilson. It's fun. Garrett Wilson's great. He's cool. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I took him the third round. Now, here was the catch. Shout out to my guy, Shree, if he's listening. We made a trade. Which, I say that because respect to him for, for wanting to play ball and make a trade. We swapped third round picks in exchange for a fourth round pick swap and an eighth round pick swap. So what that meant for me was I went up from 28 to 24 in the third round. I went up four slots. And in return, I went down four slots in the fourth round and the eighth round. Obviously, for Shree, he went up uh, in the fourth round and eighth round four spots. He went down in the third and I felt like this was necessary because I, I, this league I am with, everyone knows their football. Everyone knows their stuff. They're very, not very knowledgeable. And I just had this feeling that Jameer Gibbs was going to get taken at 25, 26. I didn't think I was going to get there. I really didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, so I, I made the trade to ensure I would get Jameer Gibbs. The other option was if Diggs fell to 13, I would have taken Josh Allen for the stack, but... Again, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be a league winner this year. I wanted the double rookie running back. I think that could be a lethal, lethal duo. So I'm excited to have Jameer Gibbs on board yet again. Uh, So that means for the fourth pick, instead of picking at 33, I picked at 37. Probably the toughest blow of my drafting today. Lamar Jackson went one pick before me. That was the dream. And yes, that is the risk that I made by going down four spots in the fourth could have just stayed maybe I don't get Jameer Gibbs at 28 but I got I would get like Najee Harris I would get uh, I think Jalen Waddle T Higgins were still on the board so could have done that and gotten Lamar at 33 but really wanted Jameer Gibbs so I took a quarterback did I make 
I don't know if I made the wrong decision. I went with Justin Fields over Joe Burrow. I mean, this was like a last second pick. Now, do I think Joe Burrow is the better pick? Yes. Joe Burrow is the better fantasy quarterback. He's the better player, obviously. But something, one, I Justin Fields last year, there was just something so fun about having Justin Fields on my team. Picked him up off of waivers, started him the rest of the year. He gave my team life to really kind of push into the playoffs and make the run because of the rushing upside. And with people just talking about how he's going to take this Jalen Hurts type leap, he's got DJ Moore. I love the rushing upside, and I think he's going to throw a lot better. Being in year three, I want to be a part of that. I could not like pass on Justin Fields and see him go off and say, you knew it, man. Because I, I, I wanted Justin Fields in round five, but I was thinking, man, I'm not going to get him. Like, I'm not going to get a quarterback because, and little, and I knew the next two picks later, Joe Burrow went. Two picks later after that, Herbert went. And I've really just fallen in love with the idea of getting a mobile quarterback because I'd rather have Justin Fields run for two touchdowns than have, than have Joe Burrow's throw for three. I think the fact that Justin Fields can run and throw, it's almost like he's two players in one. So, a huge risk, a huge, huge upside pick for Justin Fields. And again, I took a quarterback early. I've never done this where I've taken quarterbacks in the third and fourth round respectively, but I didn't love the veteran options. There's no Tom Brady to lean back on. There's Aaron Rodgers. I took last year. I felt iffy about it. I was just kind of done getting bad quarterbacks. And I thought the receiver value in the mid rounds, five, six, seven, I thought were really good. Um, so we'll get into those. Uh, fifth round, I was back at pick 48. Took Darren Waller again. We've already talked about him. Uh, he was my tight end target all along. Sixth round at 53, I took Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson had a weird year last year. Deontay Johnson had 147 targets. He had zero touchdowns. Now, there's no way he does that again, right? Right? Like... That was my mindset, and this a, a Steelers offense that should be much better, especially passing with Kenny Pickett. He's looked great in preseason. Everyone's talking about the George Pickens hype, but if there's not if there's something I love about a wide receiver, it is t- number of targets. And I'm looking at Deontay Johnson right now. He had four, five, six, seven, eight games with ten or more targets. My goodness, I love that. If he can get me seven catches for seventy yards, he was my Chris Godwin. Uh, he's my Chris Godwin of this year, uh, for, from last year. So really like the Deontay pick. It was between him or DJ Moore. I decided against the stack. I think that was too risky. I had fun taking my risky picks, but I really wanted to take a few safe wide receivers. Even though Wilson is definitely more of an upside pick, I actually think my receivers are are more safe than than some other options. I think Wilson is the clear wide receiver one. Uh, Deontay Johnson, same thing. And then actually. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the, my my next receiver soon, but uh, in the seventh round, I got Alvin Kamara, who is 50th on the big board. I got Kamara at 68. He's suspended for the first three games, yes. He's been injured last year, yes. Is he the same player? Maybe not. However, to get Alvin Kamara as your third running back, I'm not complaining. Now, if he's your second running back, I would understand the cost of pause, but since I got the two rookie RBs, I was like, you know what? Why not take a shot on Kamara? And I passed up on Chris Godwin, who fell to that point. 
Um, and I knew I really needed an- another receiver because uh, I only had two at the moment. And even with the trade going down from 73 to 77, look who found its way down to pick 77, Chris Godwin. Not a fan of the Bucks receivers this year. Not sure how he's going to be. He's definitely a wide receiver too, a much lower fl- ceiling. But to get Chris Godwin at eighth round value, I couldn't pass that up. I was amazed when he fell to me. So super stoked on Chris Godwin. And I, th- I will say this team is, this could th- this team could finish last place. This team could win the chip. This team is so boomer bust and the bench really goes with it. But I love how I drafted the bench. I took Jordan Addison at, in the ninth round. Love that pick. Jordan Addison's going to be wide receiver too. I mean, I was I was so scared I wasn't going to get him. Really wanted Addison in the league this year. So I got him. I got Antonio Gibson. I actually picked Anthony Richardson. Uh, because of the way we did our trade, we just kind of picked the players for each other. I still had a quarterback hole, so I had to take one. And I saw Anthony Richardson still on the board, and I was like, why not? What if Justin Fields gets hurt? What if he doesn't play well? What if Richardson just explodes? Worth to stash him on my bench. Uh, and then to, to round out the draft, it took Nico Collins again. Uh, CJ Stroud, number one target. Been over that. Elijah Mitchell, same reason as before. And then for backup tight end, because I wanted a backup tight end in case Waller got hurt, I took Dalton Kincaid. Another upside pick. I hope he really develops. I know rookie tight ends don't really get much love, but... What if he turns into their second option? What if Josh Allen starts building a rapport with him in the second to last round? I can't see why I wouldn't just take a shot. Uh, and then Cowboys defense again. Again, I'm taking Cowboys defense, which is weird because I'm taking Cowboys players, but I didn't take CeeDee Lamb. Um, I don't know. Maybe I think I just like Garrett Wilson better. And then I took Jake Elliott as kicker. Now, one player that I'm going to pick up eventually that I didn't, well, he's not even drafted right now. But mark my words, Jalen Hyatt is going to be a monster for my New York Giants. I'm going to stash him on my bench at some point. If someone goes on IR or something like that, Jalen Hyatt is going on my team. And when he starts dusting defenders and catching 60-yard touchdowns, he's going to be right there to put in my flex. Also, I'm a homer, so I want to have the homer pick. So this team, I'm going to give a 7 out of 10. Really, really fun team. A lot of upside Got a couple safe guys for stability, but at the end of the day, uh, if I have a couple busts on this team, I don't have the safe picks to sustain it. I think my bench is really good. Uh, I think, honestly, I got everyone I want. I got everyone I wanted, Asasha and Lamar instead of Justin Fields, but if we're being real, they're kind of the same player. Lamar is just a little more proven, or a lot more proven, and... Again, this team can make the playoffs. This team could absolutely bomb, or this team could just turn into monsters with my two rookie running backs, Garrett Wilson really emerging, uh, Darren Waller being the the stud I think he's going to be, Justin Fields. Like, There's so many guys on this team that I think could explode, but it's unproven and it's risky. But for going to Spain, where I'm not going to be able to make trades, I told myself I can't really trade. I don't, I'm not going to be in the know. Uh, same with waiver pickups. I, I'm not going to be in the know. I'm just not going to be watching NFL because at the times I wanted, and it was about time. I just had a draft where I just had some fun with it and let loose and, you know, made a trade and, you know, took, took the players that I wanted. And, you know, I'm going to ride or die with these teams that I picked. 
And yeah, as long as you have a good time doing it, that's what it's all about in fantasy football. So that's going to do it for this special fantasy football episode. Let me know how your drafts went. Let me know a player you love, a player you hate, and let me know how you think my teams are going to do. If I had to make a prediction, I think my first team with Jalen Hurts, I think that team is going to go 10-4. and four. I think my team with Bijan, I think it's going to go around, I would say, 9-5 and five or 8-6, and six, and I'm going to sneak into the playoffs, and hopefully my players are uh, hitting their stride at that time because this team is going to struggle early on. I'm expecting to lose a good amount of games early, but hopefully they can, you know, obviously rookies hit their stride later in the season. So, uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode and uh, for 2023 as I head off to Spain. I hope everyone has a great semester, uh, a great rest of the year. Again, I'll be back in the spring, no doubt. I want to talk UNC basketball. I want to talk... You know, maybe I'll do recaps of if, if we're in some national championship games. I wish I could talk some UNC soccer, field hockey, um, football, obviously, but um, I'm going to give myself the time uh, while studying abroad and be back at it in the spring. But once again, this is not the end of the podcast. It is just a pit stop. Thank you so much for listening, not just for this episode, but for all of the episodes and for, I guess, being patient with episodes coming out, and I will catch you on the flip side in 2024.